Um, good morning. So we asked the question yesterday that we gave one answer to, and we're going to try to give another answer to it today. It's going to be a little deep, but very powerful. Um, the question we asked yesterday um, was, it's brought down that God pleaded, He begged Avraham to please pass the test, the tenth and final test of taking his son and killing his son, offering his son as a sacrifice to God. And Hashem pleaded with him. He used the word no, please. He asked him to do it, which is rare for God to do. Why did Hashem plead with him? Because Hashem said that if you don't pass this tenth and final test, everyone's going to say that the previous nine didn't mean much. There was nothing to them. It doesn't really prove who you are and your loyalty. And we asked, what in the world does that mean? Avram went through many tests. And of the ones that stand out, Avram was ready to jump in the fire because of his b- belief and faith in God with Nimrod. And we asked that if Avram, these tests were, big, were a big deal, to say that they're worth nothing because he's not going to pass the 10th test is, is crazy. So yesterday we gave one answer very briefly. The answer we gave yesterday was that this was the first test where Avram was pushed and pressured to go outside of his nature, to work beyond his nature. Avram naturally was a kind and loving person. So, so to do things which are crazy, but to express his kindness and love for God, that's natural for him. To go and do something which is harsh, to, to even consider, want the act of killing someone, of killing his son, is completely against his nature. So if you would do something against his nature, then that shows that, it's, um, that he's really loyal. Because to do something that comes naturally to you, maybe you're doing it because it's comfortable, it's easy for you. But to do something that's pushing you against your nature... That, that really shows um, your loyalty and your, how devoted you are. Okay, that's the answer we give yesterday. Today I want to give a completely different answer. What? Um, what? Yeah. If we do things that are routine and natural, it doesn't necessarily show your commitment. As soon as you're pushed to do something which is not comfortable for you and not natural for you, and uh, some people may not do it because it's not natural for them. Go and do it anyways. Okay. Say Scham Lashalom. Fart Gazunter Hey. So let's, let's go on a whole different path today. Um, and beginning with another question. We make a huge deal out of Avram's, um, the Akeda, out of Avram's tests. Where in truth, in reality, there are so many times in history where in, amongst the Jewish people and even non-Jews have given up their lives for a certain cause. Either a religious cause, something they stood up for, something that they, a mission they believed in. It's not rare and it's not uh, uncommon, unfortunately, that people um, are ready to literally give up their life for a certain reason, for a certain cause. Are you suggesting giving up the life and killing someone who's the same Let's let's. Uh, you're saying here he was killing someone else, but it was for a cause. Right, right. I mean that's the, the, I mean they they've done. People have sacrificed their own kids. I mean amongst Muslims, people send their kids to go suicide missions. People and they believe it's a, it's for a cause. Yeah, but they don't kill their own. Because religions yeah. back in the, in the old times. There's a separation. But sending your kid to a suicide bomber is not the same thing no, as no, taking a, mother a knife mother. and stabbing your kid. In the old days, there were certain people that the way they worshipped the gods was by offering their kids. Some people say it wasn't... What's the difference? What's the difference? 
That is instant. Instant gratification. You press a button and you're dead. It's not you're noble. So really take really your son, no. premeditated, lay him down over there, set everything up, put this where it needs to be, and take a knife and go... Same premeditation time it's not paper bombs. But it's much different when it comes to another human being. You kill yourself. There's a one moment there. The guilt and the guilt of killing someone and then looking and the person's like this. You're right. So in that in that aspect of the story, it is unique, even though it's not unprecedented. It's something that is uh, that that exists in the other in other uh, old religions. You don't see it. Okay, let's get to the depth of it. Because the kids. They got deeper than just the fact that he was a son. I don't. I see it much worse. Okay. By the way, you. We think we're imprisoned by fear. We don't have fear. We're imprisoned by guilt. What may happen if that happens? David, we miss you by the clock. Guilt. You gotta, you gotta come more often. No, come in. Okay, so what is, what exact, what was unique about what Avram did here? Now in general, it's explained in Judaism that Avram was the first. And whenever there's a first, it's always the hardest. Meaning uh, once, it, once the, 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 you set the tone, then people can follow. But to be the one to start it, is the, to be the Nachshon, is very, is very difficult. And Avram was that. He was the one that, that started it. So already in that sense, he, he was unique. But what was it about the actual thing that he did, the act of, of willing to offer his son and sacrifice him, that made this test so unique in a way that everything stands on this? And um, it sets a precedent for the whole, for the whole Judaism. Where we know Avram had tests before this. What was unique about this? So... When people are ready to compromise on many areas of their life, not necessarily even giving up their life, but just compromise and sacrifice things for a certain cause, um, we, can, we can analyze it and we can discuss if they're really being total, behaving in a total selfless way, completely putting themselves on the side, or is it something that really and um, furthers their own self-esteem, their own pride, or um, their own, what they believe in. I'll give an example. You can have um, someone that believes in a certain cause. And for believing in that cause, he's ready to do anything. And it comes to a point where he has to put his life on the line. So to him, because he believes so strongly in a certain cause, it only makes sense to him he can rationalize it even. It can make sense to him that how would I, uh, how, how can I, um, to promote it to the world or even for my own sake, if I really believe in this, I can't allow my, my own life to get in the way. Sometimes it could be a reason to show the world, to show other people that it's real. Um, that people should see that, I, mean, that I, I care so much about it and I believe so much in it that I'm even ready to give up my life for it. The point is that it's always something that can be somewhat rationalized and can make sense. It, ma- it can make sense to an extent that someone would want to give up their life for a certain cause. Um, so to go and say that to give up your life for something is a completely selfless act, not involving yourself at all, we can analyze it a little and say not necessarily. Sometimes it's to further your own agenda. Sometimes it's to promote your own agenda. And sometimes we say there's a reason where a person can say, I'd rather not live if this is what's going to continue. Like it's not worth it for me to continue living if, this is, if, if 
if, a certain, if this is going to continue. When, you know when people say, oh, I don't want to have a baby in this world. I don't want to bring a baby into this world. How do you, how do you... That's a little different. You were talking about a person giving up their own life. Okay. Saying a life that already exists to give but up the life. It's a good point because like, even with religion in the moon, right? Outside of Judaism, there are many people who believe people who are religious, they're using it as a weakness, not a strength. But things aren't going well in life, you connect with your church or something. And that's why in tertiary markets, everybody's religious. Where does that line change from being a weakness to being strength and being empowered? It's a beautiful way of bringing it up. And over here, I yeah. think also... So what? So what is it? So what stands out about the Akeda? We're going to discuss this for a minute. What stands out about the Akeda, the story here of Avram willing to offer his son as a sacrifice, is that here was the first time, and the first time in history, and Avram paved that path. This is where we say Avram was the first, with regards to this, to do a completely selfless act that cannot be rationalized in any way. And therefore showing that he was completely devoted and committed to God, not because it made sense to him, not because, it, not because there can even be a holy way of explaining it, completely irrational, just because God said. Completely committed, completely loyal. And giving us that strength as his descendants to, to behave in the same way. Something unique that exists only through by Avram's act here. What was it? So let's think about it a second. Avram had two sons, right? We discussed this last week. He had Yishmael, then he had Yitzchak. Before Yitzchak was born, Hashem said to Avram, I'm going to give you another son. Avram said, I don't need another son. Yishmael is good enough. Let all the promises happen through Yishmael. Hashem said, no, Yitzchak is going to be the one. I'm trying to play you into, bring you into Avram's experience, his life. You'll see where I'm going. So Avram is given the son Yitzchak, and he's promised multiple times that Yitzchak is going to be the one through which Hashem's name will continue to be publicized throughout the world for generations. It will be his descendants that will multiply like the dust, like, like the sand on the, on the beach, and like the stars in the sky. Those are the words God used through Yitzchak. He's going to be the one to continue the Jewish belief and the Jewish tradition to the whole, to, for, the, for the rest of time. Okay. A day later, or years later, God turns to Avram and says, go take your son and kill him. Yitzchak wasn't married. Didn't have any kids yet. Think about it a second. Is there any rational way, any logical way to understand how Avram wouldn't even question it and would jump to right away say, okay, God says to do it. Okay, one day God says, your son is going to be the one to further all of your, uh, to, to be your, your successor and to bring Judaism till the end of times. The next day, God says, Avram, okay, go take your son and offer him as a sacrifice. You crazy? I mean, the... Yeah, literally. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. You have a two-year-old child. You have a kid who's two years old. You tell the kid to run into the street in front of a car, and he's that age, he's going to listen. He doesn't know any better, and he fully trusts you. It's by nature. There's got to be an element to this where there was an, a natural relationship. That's exactly what we're getting at. That's what Avram yeah. brought. So, Avram, there could be no way to explain, to rationalize what Avram did here. And you can't even say that Avram was trying to prove it to the world that he believes in God. Because there was no one there. Who was there? Even the people that came with him, they had stayed on the side. It was only him and Yitzchak. To an extent that no one would have known that ever happened. It couldn't have even been a way to promote it. 
What? The, all the, the previous one, you jumped in the fire, there was a whole ton, there were thousands, tens of thousands of people there. So there's nothing about this test, nothing about this experience that can be understood and translated in any way that Avram was there to promote something, that Avram was in it for himself, that Avram understood and rationalized that he was doing nothing of that. The whole approach, the whole uh, fact that Avram agreed and considered and jumped to do this, like we said, he got up early in the morning, right, to do it, can only be out of his pure, total selflessness and commitment to God in a way that I mean, that, that I don't matter. God is everything. God is the truth. And this is what I'm, what I'm committing myself to. And therefore, whatever he says, I'm going to do. Because I'm in his hands, and he, he's, he, he runs the world, he created me, and this is the purpose of why I'm here. To be able to say that and not involve yourself at all, Avram is the first person to do that in this act. And if this act proved on all his previous acts, all the previous tests that he had, it was in the same way. It wasn't because he was promoting himself, promoting a certain thing. It was purely out of loyalty and devotion to God. And this is how powerful it is. And what it shows and what it brought to us is this showing us how we have the strong relationship, being Avram's descendants, being part of the Jewish people. We have the strong relationship and connection with God that we have the ability to do things that are completely not for ourselves not selfish, not promoting ourselves sometimes we do holy things we do Jewish things and we, uh, we feel like we connect, we understand but then when there's, when there's Jewish things put in front of us that we don't connect to, we don't understand we don't feel that it's for us or it doesn't make sense to us sometimes we'll put those on the side and we'll say, I, I'm in it, but if a person does that, he's basically saying, I'm in it for myself. I'm not in it for God. I'm not in it for the cause. I'm in it for myself. And what Avram taught us here, what Avram gave us the power to do, is to be able to completely put ourselves on the side and completely devote ourselves and commit ourselves to God, even in a way that it can't make sense, even according to Judaism, where Hashem said, Yitzchak is going to be your one, and have go and offer him as a sacrifice. So I'm sure David has a lot to say on this, and Chazi probably also does. But... Uh, <laughs> But this is, this is the thought, and this is another answer to the question, why Hashem pleaded with him to pass the test. Because Hashem said, if you don't do this one, everyone's going to say that the first ones weren't real. Because if he doesn't, the first ones could be rationalized. This is the one that can't be rationalized. And if he does this, it shows his real commitment. And gives us the power to express our own commitment. If, if Avram was talking to God himself, and that get, yeah. such a test. If what? If, if Avram was 